in route. Why does Bob hate Bernie Sanders? I don't hate Bernie Sanders, Fishby. Why would you write that? I think he's making an intellectually dishonest argument. We'll explain why. What's the greatest nickname of all time? And the members of Public Enemy have become Public Enemies. Plus, Fish B, later, uh, you and I, we have a little bit of an announcement. Just, uh, just a little one. So, uh, so we, will, we will get to all that, uh, I promise. Uh, but first, since we last spoke, everything has changed in the world of presidential politics. Completely different world than it was a couple days ago. Biden didn't just win South Carolina. He won in a landslide. He won so big, it completely reset the race to take on Trump. Tom Steyer, out. And by the way, I'm told Tom Steyer this entire time was not wearing a plaid tie. Oh, no, 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 no. Tom Steyer was wearing a tartan tie. And why it wasn't corrected until now, I'll never know. Mayor Pete, out, already endorsed. First thing Grandpa Uncle Joe Biden did is grab him by the shoulders, give him a little rub down. It was awkward, but it was, it's, it's, it's just Biden being Biden. Klobuchar out endorsing, Beto O'Rourke endorsing Biden. That was a surprise to me. But the endorsement, the most important one of all, South Carolina Representative Jim Clyburn. He's the reason Biden won so big in South Carolina, main contributing factor. And it's been a while since I've seen Clyburn give a speech. His speech bringing Biden on stage for his big victory gala in South Carolina was so damn good. I'm serious now. Jim Clyburn needs to be considered for vice president if Biden gets the nomination. And now, Fishby, what's question one? Are you on Team Chuck D or Team Flava Flav? Ah, uh, yes, my friends, all is not well in the world of public enemy. Flavor Flav, or as I prefer, Flavor Flav, kicked out of public enemy for slapping the Bernie Sanders campaign with a cease and desist letter. Because public enemy announced they performing, they performed at a rally in Los Angeles. But as it turns out, it was Chuck D and Public Enemy Radio, whatever that means, were actually headlining the Sanders rally without Flava Flav. So on Sunday, Public Enemy puts out a statement which says the following, Public Enemy and Public Enemy Radio, again, whoever they are, will be moving forward without Flavor Flav. We thank him for his years of service and wish him well. What the fuck? What, what the fuck? It, it's not like they just started yesterday. Really? Like, that's how they do it? So on Monday, Flav does what any sensible human would do and took his wrath to Twitter, tweeting at Mr. Chuck D., are you kidding me right now over Bernie Sanders? You want to destroy something we've built over 35 years over politics? All because I don't want to endorse a candidate? 
I'm very disappointed in you and your decisions right now, Chuck. Flav would go on to continue on the Twitter. And Chuck D, I didn't sue you on Friday. I asked the Bernie Sanders campaign to correct misleading marketing. That's all it was. I'm not your employee. I'm your partner. You can't fire me. There is no public enemy, public enemy without flavor flavor. So let's get it right, Chuck. And then Chuck D fires back. If there was a money bag, Flav would have been there front and center. He will not do free benefit shows. Sued me in court the first time I let him back in. His ambulance lawyer sued me again on Friday. And so now he stays home and better find rehab, all caps, rehab. So Flav then went back at Chuck D., I'm not on drugs like you're saying and have been clean for 10 years. I have battled addiction before and like millions of other Americans, I know the massive toll it takes. Chuck, you know better than to lie about shit like that. So in the matter, am I on Team Chuck D or Team Flavor Flav? I'm on Team Flavor Flav just for the statement they put out. We thank him for his years of service and wish him well. I love you, Chuck D, but uh, as white people say, that's fucking wackadoodle. What's next? Yo, Gary, it's me, Fish B. Uh-huh. All right. Sure, sure, sure. If Gary bothers you so much, why don't you call yourself Disco Tits? <laughs> now, now Disco Tits, that is a very obscure reference, Fishby, but I, but, I, but I know what that is a reference to. That's the title of a 2017, I believe, album track from the very sexy pop star Tuv Lowe. Uh, but Disco Tits is, uh, I think it's the perfect nickname. Like, we, because it, it's not necessarily offensive. Like, it's a very playful nickname. Not necessarily appropriate for the workplace, but we all can think right now in our heads. We can all think of one friend, one friend we have, boy, girl, doesn't matter. We all have one friend, the perfect, undeniable nickname for them is Disco Tits. What up, Disco Tits? Hey, Disco Tits, what's shaking? Yo, Disco Tits. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a perfect, it's a perfect, perfect, perfect nickname. Uh, my friend, who's going to get the nickname Disco Tits, is, uh, is my friend Kendall. Uh, Saturday night, I was doing my thing. I was at the watering hole for the Gonzaga basketball game, enjoying a quality restaurant-style salad with two blue cheeses, shrimp boats, and a bunch of ice water. And then Kendall, a very attractive young lady, uh, comes down, sits next to me, and uh, first thing she does, uh, uh, she whips out the phone, and she goes, I'm getting a new tattoo, and she shows me a picture. And the new tattoo, she, she's getting like a giant flower on her ass, so I had to look at like this ass tattoo. And, uh, and, and Kendall's new name, next time I see her, her name is going to be Disco Tits. This is a woman 
who who I've brought up on the show a long time ago. Uh, previously, she's a big fan of uh, of Donald Trump and has a uh, Donald Trump uh, paraphernalia. And I told her, here's what we should do: uh, you get uh, all your uh, Donald Trump shit on, and I'll get on all my Black Lives Matter shit, and then let's choreograph a sex scene, film it with the goal of breaking Pornhub. This is this is my friend Kendall, and now uh, and now uh, and now her new name, Disco Tits. What's next, Fishby? What's next? Don't call me Gary. Why do you hate Bernie Sanders so much? Again, I don't hate Bernie Sanders. I actually quite like Bernie Sanders. I just don't think Bernie Sanders would make the best president. I don't think Bernie Sanders is the best dude to put up against President Trump. There's plenty of time for the revolution later. Right now, our country faces an existential crisis, and that crisis is President Trump, and President Trump has got to go. It's a gots-to-go situation. We can't be fucking around with the revolution right now, all right? Can we back burner the revolution and just and just be pragmatists about this? Operation, get the job done. Can we engage in that pretty please? And also, by the way, I think Bernie Sanders is making an intellectually dishonest argument. And I know he's a politician, and I know politicians promise everything, but Bernie's not like every other politician. That's, that's just not Bernie's brand. Talks, is, talks of, of taxing billionaires and a modest tax on Wall Street speculation, and then, and then magically everything gets paid for. That's an intellectually dishonest argument. The argument is... Should everyone who lives above the poverty line be paying 35% in taxes? And that's a conversation in America we should have. Because if we're willing to do that, then Medicare for all can happen. Universal pre-K, free college. You can forgive student debt. You can have free daycares. You can have the Green New Deal a complete rebuild of American infrastructure, including state-of-the-art mass transit. Continue to have world's greatest military, space exploration, fund massive health research and cancer and Alzheimer's and autism, etc. More subsidized housing, inner-city investments to the tune of 1% loans for small businesses and new homeowners. You could have 10,000 new community centers and parks, investments in rural hospitals, mental health, addiction, homelessness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could do these things. We could do it. But the trade-off is, and I think there's an argument to be made that it's a worthwhile trade. Yes, we'll all be paying 35% in tax. But as a society, will we be better? And I think the answer is yes, but that's not the argument Bernie Sanders is making. So I don't hate Bernie. I just don't think he's the guy to be president right now, and I think he's making an intellectually dishonest argument. What's next? This is a two-parter. When you... Hold on, we're taking two-parters now? When you annihilated Pete Davidson's Netflix comedy special... You never said whether or not you thought he crossed the line of homophobia. And if Ariana Grande is no longer America's sweetheart, who is? Yeah, I, I, I forgot the part about did he cross the line of homophobia. There was some controversy about it. 
And the answer to that is is absolutely no. If like if like on a scale of one to ten, if ten is crossing the line of homophobia, Pete Davidson is a a four. Maybe I mean it, it was nothing. It was, I mean, do you really think Pete Davidson is homophobic? You, you think he's an enemy of the queer community? Because I certainly have never gotten that impression. It's and I didn't annihilate Pete Davidson's Netflix comedy special. I didn't think it was any good. I was certainly condescending. But back to uh, the homophobia thing. I mean, comics, their role in society, they're supposed to push boundaries. At their best, they are provocateurs and philosophers and truth-tellers and soothsayers and remind us all that not everything has to be taken so fucking seriously all the fucking time. And since Ariana Grande, I no longer consider America's sweetheart, I'll revert back to who many consider to be America's sweetheart. And I didn't realize how much I loved her until I watched the documentary Miss Americana. Taylor Swift is America's sweetheart. What's next? Do you seriously think presidential candidate and congresswoman from Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard, is a Russian asset? No, I don't seriously think she's a Russian asset. But if she stays in this presidential race and and runs as an independent or or excuse me, accepts the nomination from, from a third party in this election... Her motivation in that, I mean, all she's going to do is get Trump reelected. So I don't understand the thought process. Last time around, Jill Stein, Michigan, Hillary lost by 11,000 votes. Jill Stein got 51,000. In Wisconsin, Hillary lost by 22,000. Jill Stein got 31,000. In Pennsylvania, Hillary lost by 44,000. Jill Stein got 50,000. So is Tulsi Gabbard going to be Jill Stein this time around? God, I hope not. Tulsi, I like you. Please don't do it. What's next? Is it true that you have an actual crush on an actual girl that you actually know? Ooh, this is this is hot gossip right here. This is this this is hot gossip. I am, I am out of the dating scene. I am, I am abstaining from women, except for, I mean, this is a friendly, just disco tits. That's just a fun thing. That's, there's, there's no, there's, there's, there's no actual, uh, there's no actual sex with, uh, with disco tits. But, uh, tell you what, that's an excellent tease for manana. That's an excellent tease for chapter 424. We'll get to the bottom of whether or not it's true that I have an actual crush on an actual girl that I actually know. Also, uh, if we, uh, if there's no uh, questions about it, uh, the forced early retirement of MSNBC's Chris Matthews, uh, that's something worth uh, spending a moment on. But right now, what's next, Fishby? <laughs> As you tease us with your lyrical thesis, can you inspire us with the coronavirus? Did I just get Ari Melbourne? Am I am I on the beat right now? Is this MSNBC just speaking of which did Did I just get Ari Melbourne? What's happening here? Uh, everything now is just blamed 
on the coronavirus. This is very uncomfortable. Earlier, I was enjoying a nice lunch here at the house, and my mom, inexplicably, uh, started going off about how she's been searching all over for the Fruit of the Loom underpants that she likes, and she couldn't find them at Walmart. She couldn't find them at Target. They must be made in China, and it must be the coronavirus why she can't find her underpants. Uh, turns out they're made in Vietnam, and that's just that's where everyone's mind is going now. Police departments and meth. Uh, this is a problem. Have you heard about this coronavirus story? Police departments, they think this is somehow funny. Warning, if you have recently purchased meth, it may be contaminated with the coronavirus. If you're not comfortable going into an office setting, please request an officer and they'll test your meth in the privacy of your own home. Please spread the word. We are here for you. And you wonder why everyone hates cops. And I know, I know when I say that, everyone says, that's not true. Bob, there's, there's plenty of nice police officers. And law of averages suggest, suggest that's true. And I'm confident that's true. But I'm also confident that every cop that I've ever had to deal with in my entire life has been an asshole. Just say. Uh, the Wuhan shake is a thing. That's a handshake where you use your feet. There's empty soccer stadiums in Italy. France has closed the Louvre. Uh, businesses are restricting non-necessary travel. Uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey already canceled his uh, South by Southwest appearance later for this month. We'll see if South by Southwest still happens. That's obviously huge, huge crowds. What's next? Yo, Gary, it's me, Fish B, again. You might be 49% chick, but I think you're 100% bitch, Gary. Thanks, Fishby. There's uh, there's no questions there, so uh, I'm not quite sure what. Oh, there there's Isaiah's music. Now now I see what you did there. Now not funny, but I see what you did. Our nine year old executive producer Isaiah the Tiny Player writes: Are you impressed that Elon Musk used the Tesla CEO? Of course. Are you impressed that Elon Musk used to read two books per day? Is that true, or is that just urban legend? Is that, we're going to operate as if that's true? It, seem, it seems like a lot. He's very smart, but that seems like a lot of reading. Um, so if it's true, yes, I, I find that very impressive. I, I read very slow. I read nonfiction. Uh, the books I'm reading now, I'm reading a lot about uh, the psychology. Th this is the kind of fun stuff I do on weekends. Uh, the psychology of attention spans. Uh, rhetoric, persuasion, brain science, and uh, and Buddhism books. Those are kind of those are kind of kind of where I'm uh, where I'm at right now. Thank you, uh, thank you, Isaiah, for the question. As always, we can be reached on the social media at Bob's Fishbowl or at Bob Van Dyne. But here is uh, here's our little announcement. Uh, spent uh, the weekend working very very hard. Uh, Bob'sFishbowl.com. It's kind of cool now. It actually, like, it totally sucked before. I will, I will absolutely grant you that. But now, uh, bobsfishbowl.com, uh, please check it out. Let me know what you think. But I think, I think the website uh, much more accurately reflects uh, the personality and is an extension of the show. Uh, I have a page there, obviously, in addition to the fantastic homepage. 
Uh, Fish B does. Uh, the executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player, has his own page. There's a page for thoughtful human tips, and uh, there's even a page for essays that uh, I think you might enjoy, and I will continue to, uh, to add to that. Like I said, I'd, uh, I'd love to know what you think about uh, new and improved bobsfishbowl.com. Before we go, as always, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, Fish B. Notorious hard-ass and American treasure Judge Judy tells Ellen that this, her 25th season, will be her last, and Judge Judy is the highest-paid person on TV, and she makes $47 million a year, and in the words of Philly rapper Reef the Lost Cause, I'm a rare breed like Jewish-Irish, and I'll disrespect your whole game like Judge Judy Shilin. And did I just get Ari Melbert again? Have I been Ari Melbert twice now? IHOP has a new line of pancakes topped with cereal like Cap'n Crunch and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms and the Tuscable Walrus and Vampire Semen. The last Chevy Impala has rolled off the assembly line and I believe that's the second time in history that's happened. Vice News and their very, very attractive staff and History of Harassment have a new show coming to Showtime and it premieres March 29th and I still miss Vice News tonight. British Blowhard and Prime Minister Mr. Boris Johnson, or Bojo, is having a baby, and actually his girlfriend is technically having it, and she's the only girlfriend to ever live at 10 Downing Street, and how come everyone gets a new baby but me? CBS is keeping Tony Romo in the football booth, and it only cost them $180 million over 10 years. Thespian and bearded gentleman James Lipton has passed away at the age of 93, and that's sad, and Inside the Actor's Studio was my favorite show on Bravo before Vanderpump Rules. And lastly, the Trump campaign is so awash in money, they're buying blimps to fly all around swing states, and that's true. And Vice Pastor Pence has volunteered to parachute out of a blimp. And that's as long as he's jumping tandem with the president, and he'll happily be in the front and or the back. And that's a show. Chapter 424, Mignana. Say adios, Fishbeak.